0: Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers.
1: Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Anthony Broom and Chris Ballas here on a Thursday. We will preview Michigan against UNLV Saturday, 3.30 at the Big House on CBS. I want to welcome everyone in. Make sure to like this video on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're just a few subscribers away from 23,000. Uh, so make sure to do that. Also join us over on the Wolverine.com $1 gets you premium access for your first month. $74.99 for your first year. That's 25% off. So make sure to take advantage of that deal right now. Uh fellas, how's it going today? As we head into week two. Exciting, man. Already
2: Thursday. The weeks are starting to uh to pile up and uh and I'm all for it, man. I like uh love football season. Let's get it done, man. Football season
3: really kind of kicks off officially tonight. I mean, Michigan's been back, but NFL season starts and always excited for that first game. And there's a little more juice to it when, uh, as you can see from those of you watching the the video version that Clayton and I are both excited for with the hometown Detroit Lions kicking off against the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. But yeah, football's in full swing now. I mean, it, it's we're going to put in those long days on Saturday and then Sunday still be putting in long days, but from the couch while NFL games are on. So super fired up about that. And it's uh, the most wonderful time of the year for what my money's worth.
1: No doubt. Uh, Michigan heading into their second game with interim head coaches, this time with two interim head coaches, Jay Harbaugh for the first half, Mike Hart for the second half. So it sounds like Jay Harbaugh will be making the pregame speech. He'll be on the headset with the offense and everything in the first half. And then Mike Hart will be in charge of the halftime adjustments. According to Jim Harbaugh, I'm sure Jay will have some input as well, as as well as the rest of the staff. And then he will, you know, probably lead the team or maybe both of them will in the victors, assuming that they win after the game. And he said he hopes that Jay Harbaugh just doesn't screw it up enough in the first half so he can be easy for him, obviously uh, lighthearted there. But um, Sharon Moore back, which is maybe even more significant uh, the, as the offensive coordinator, as the offensive line coach, too, you know, he'll be able to be cleaning things up in real time as opposed to having to wait till Sunday to do so. After the last game, his suspension is over. Uh, your guys' thoughts on Michigan going into a game with two head coaches? And I'd love to uh, I'll probably look this up. I don't know if it's out there. Has a team ever had two head coaches going into a game? Maybe something happened to the head coach during, but this is, is as unique of a setup as you can possibly have.
2: Yeah, didn't Jerry Kill at Minnesota pass out during a game one time? And uh, was Or – was- or-
1: Four or five times, maybe. Yeah,
2: exactly. So uh, I hope he's doing well. I like that guy. Uh, that's Me during too. games. So it's like you said, before games, probably not. So uh, it'll be unique. And will they each get a half a win if they win? Um, get credited for that. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. In which case, they would probably be the only coaches ever to have a half win or a half loss on their resume. It will be a win. Um, you know, here's the thing. I'm looking at these scores that are coming in and I'm looking at these point spreads now and the way Michigan plays. And I have no no doubt that Michigan's going to win this football game, but it's tough. You know, they dominated against DCU. I went back and watched that game. They owned both lines of scrimmage. There were three possessions guys in the third quarter with these new rules, these games are flying by. So I don't, it's going to be tougher and tougher to cover the spread. And I'm sure we'll talk about that when we get the prize picks here. I uh, wanted to mention them early in this podcast, you know, once we get to prize picks and, and talk about that a little bit, about the uh, the overs and the unders and the more thans and the less thans. But uh, I don't think it really matters who's out there on Saturday. Just kind of like last week, they could put you uh, you two guys out there, and I would have all the confidence in the world that, uh, that those guys would overcome your deficiencies and win that football game. So with all due respect – with all due respect. So Okay, all right. Your coaching deficiencies. I'm not talking about you as writers or as people, just to be clear. Just No, I knew. I was a little Don't hungry. have that experience yet. So, but that's where I am and I'm a, you know, I'm happy for these guys cuz I do believe that Mike Hart will be a head coach pretty soon. I think Jay Harbaugh could be down the road. Both of these guys are extremely talented.
3: I'm just caught off guard by deficiencies uh, to our, <laughs> our personal skill sets coming so early in the show. As coaches, um, <laughs> uh, my deficiency as a coach is that I would go for it on fourth down every single time. I don't care, fourth and two, fourth and eighteen. Uh, let's have some fun with it, I guess. But uh, anyways, back to football. Uh, I'd have to think from a wins perspective. I don't know how they'll do it in the record book, but assuming that the assistants get the win, I'm, it's probably a. Jay Harbaugh slash Mike Hart with the win. So that could be the only time. uh, It won't count against their records individually, but it's kind of like a a dual guy. I don't know. I have to look that up. I have no idea how they do it. I have no idea if it's ever happened before. Um, Who knows? Something else to look up uh, as we're looking for a little more juice in this non-conference slate. But yeah, uh, just another business-like week. You get a little more of your... Identity back with Sharon Moore back in the fold. I expect, and we'll talk about this, I expect to see Michigan a little more like its vintage self in terms of how it runs the football, um, getting some of those sack numbers up, even though pressures uh, were applied and and it was skewed by the lack of sacks in that East Carolina game. But I expect Michigan to play a little cleaner this week and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, my guess is that they go... One and oh, assuming they win, or oh, and one, I guess, uh, for each guy with an asterisk, maybe I don't know. I'm sure Harbaugh will probably want that, but if it ends up being where you can't give half a win to a guy and it goes to Jim Harbaugh, then all the MSU fans will complain that hey, he got a win, even though he wasn't there. So, uh, someone will complain about something. That's that's my only prediction that will definitely come true. Um, let's talk about prize picks before we talk about the Michigan offense and what we expect there. Football season is back, and there's no better way to enjoy the games, then by playing Daily Fantasy with prize picks. You pick two to six players and predict if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry at prize picks. You aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. You can uh, play prize picks on any sport that you watch. Including college football, which we are talking about here today. Obviously, uh, all first time users that deposit and use the promo code Wolverine will receive an 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So, if you deposit $100, prize picks will give you another $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. I cannot emphasize that enough. Use that deposit. Promo code Wolverine will give you a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So do that right now Uh, until September 10th. That is kickoff on Sunday of the NFL games. They're offering a Dak Prescott free square for week one. If Dak throws for one or more yard, you win. So make sure to go and do that. Um, Let's see. Who's got some picks for this week? One of you guys.
3: I'm ready for it. So I'll – I'll, I'll go with what I have here. I'm going to keep it in the Thursday night football game. Between the Detroit Lions and Kansas City Chiefs, I've got Jared Goff going less than 260 and a half pass yards because I think the Lions are going to have a an easy, t- not an easy time. Nothing's easy on the road, especially in that atmosphere. But I think they're going to be able to run the ball without Kansas City having Chris Jones. Uh with that in mind, I have more than 74 and a half. Total yards uh, for rookie running back Jameer Gibbs. I think that he's going to have a chance to make an impact both as a runner and a receiver. And Patrick Mahomes, he's been five and zero in season openers, uh, nearly flawless in a lot of those games. I have him throwing more than half an interception tonight. So we just talked about who gets half wins by virtue of throwing one interception. Uh, Patrick Mahomes would have more than a half of an interception. So that's my three uh, my three pick for the week.
2: I'll give you three uh, as well. Uh, I like Dak Prescott over one yard. So um, you got to yes. throw him in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then Shadur Sanders, 315.5 yards for Colorado. I think uh, he will be less than that. I think Nebraska's defense was aggressive. I think uh, that TCU was pretty bad, frankly, in watching that game. Uh, defensively, so I have no doubt that Shadur Sanders is a very good quarterback and they've got some skills, but I think Nebraska's going to do better than him throwing for 315 yards. And then I uh, like Bama to hold Quinn Ewers, Texas quarterback, less than 250.5 yards. I think that Alabama defense is going to be tough for Texas. I think Alabama wins that game pretty comfortably. I think they're favored by 7.5 points, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that game in a little bit. Uh, Jared Goff, I got him more than 260 and a half passing yards. I have Amon Raw St. Brown, more than 74 and a half receiving yards. I got the Lions winning this game. And I I just think there's something special going on with this team. I love this team. So uh, we will see how it goes. But, Anthony, I have a math question for you. If you deposit $100 into prize picks using the promo code Wolverine, how much will prize picks deposit into your account to match that? Let's see, uh, carry the one, do some math. Let me move the abacus here.
3: Uh, uh, Up to $100, it looks like. So deposit $100, uh, they will match $100. So I think that math is right. Clayton and I have a lot of text messages back and forth where I need him to check my math, and it's typically very wrong. But it checks out there, I think.
1: Yeah, you're not using the best guy to to check it either. But um, (laughs) So that's the promo code Wolverine. That, again, 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepix.com, promo code Wolverine. All right, let's get into the Michigan offense here uh, against UNLV's defense, which is kind of a base three three five, a base three two six most of the time. That's what Barry Odom, who the head, uh, the head coach at UNLV, ran at Arkansas as the defensive quarter, coordinator and assistant head coach the last three seasons under Sam Pittman. Um, I was talking to a UNLV writer. Yesterday, and he said, for example, on how you know kind of small they are with some of the guys that play towards the line of scrimmage. Slot corner Jerry Williams was listed before the season as an outside linebacker, he's five foot ten, 185 pounds. So that's kind of the way this team plays, and I thought that was a great example. So I'm glad he said that. Uh, Barry Odom said this week, we, uh, quote, We've got to be in a position that we can load the box to try to stop the run. Obviously, similar to what ECU did last week, trying to, to really sell out there to stop Michigan's run game. Bryant, an FCS team that apparently is not supposed to be very good this year, they ran for over 200 yards on UNLV last week. They actually outgained UNLV in a 44-14 to 14 UNLV win. So you would think Michigan should have some success here, loading the box or not. Uh, your guys' thoughts on, on Michigan's offense this week after after last week? Lowest amount of rushing Mm. yards Michigan's had in a game since 2021, but they still were extremely efficient offensively, open up the passing game.
2: Yeah, two things with that. One, ECU had all summer, right, to implement that defense for Michigan, watched the TCU game. They have a good defensive front, solid anyway. That was the strength of their team. So I don't think there's any question that that helped them. UNLV is poor defensively. I watched the highlights. I watched good bits of that game. I don't think they can stack the box all they want to. I think a couple of times – there were still plays to be made there. Maybe the, the tight ends missed a block or, or the, the running backs made a bad cut. So if you get by that front when everybody's committed to stopping the run, you're gone. I think we're going to see a few more big runs this week, guys. So uh, I think it'll be uh, one of those games where Blake Corum has a big game, and I think you'll see Donovan Edwards rip off a long run or two as well. So uh, I'm not concerned about that. It's a gimmicky offense as well. I know we'll be talking about that, the uh, the UNLV offense. But uh, I expect that this will be a balanced effort. But you'll see more rushing yards this week than passing yards, and JJ McCarthy will still have a very good game.
3: I, I just don't see a scenario where Michigan can't get whatever it wants against this team. Against this, you know, they're they're just they're wildly more physical. They are more athletic. Uh, this is a small defense that they'll be facing. No, know they did a good job last week of, of getting off the field in sort of those money situations, but I feel like this is going to be a get right game uh, for, you know, I put that in quotation marks, of course. That offensive line, I think we'll see them play better this week and pose their will a little bit more. Um, and I, you know, I think, again, if that's when you have teams coming right out and saying our focus is on stopping the run, I think it becomes incumbent on you to kind of continue the momentum you built last week with the passing game. So uh, they should have matchups all over the field that they can exploit. Uh, Colston Loveland, Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson. I see all of those guys having big games again, uh, you know, spreading the ball around and and then those backs, I think, you know, giving them a little more space to run, I think is, is what the passing game can do for them. If these teams are going to try and load the box, but you know, defensively, I just don't, you know, short of a turnover, short of, you know, something weird happen happening. Like you start your opening drive down at the two yard line. I just don't see where UNLV is going to present a challenge for Michigan.
0: Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: Yeah, and as Chris, you said, you know, with ECU's front kind of being the strength of their defense last week, UNLV, it sounds like that's the weakness, the front seven, uh, not much athleticism there. They have a couple you know, bigger guys up front, but again, it's a three-man line, spin down the outside linebacker sometimes of the line of scrimmage, but there's just not a ton of talent. Their starting middle linebacker, Jackson Woodward, uh, played three seasons for Barry Odom at Arkansas, hardly played at all. It was just a special teams guy. He's now their leading tackler through one game with 11 tackles. So, I mean, that's kind of the caliber, it seems like, of player they have up there. And they struggled mightily on defense last year, too. Um, So, yeah, should be, you know, interesting test to see, like, an odd front up there. I remember Michigan playing TCU last year and all those guys saying, we don't really have anything to draw back on. If they see something like that later on in the year, this might be something to draw back on. Not the talent level, but the scheme, at least. Um, So it'll be a, a test in that regard, but Michigan should handle it pretty easily. Uh, let's flip over to the other side of the ball with Michigan's defense against UNLV's offense. And 3-2-6, we, weird scheme for UNLV's defense. They run the Go-Go offense, which their offensive coordinator, Brennan Marion, has literally written a book about. It's called Go-Go offense. You can buy it on Amazon right now. Um, impressed with him overall. He was has really risen up quickly, 36 years old. He was the wide receivers coach two years ago at Pitt helped Jordan Addison win the Bletnikoff Award. Last year was the passing game coordinator at Texas, uh, and this year running the offense there. But it, it is a wonky offense. Seen some of the clips with quarterback and shotgun, running two running backs on the same side of him, You know, fake to one guy, handed to the other guy. But they spread things out, but it's basically a run-heavy offense. Um, and they're going to run a lot of 20 personnel, two running backs, no tight ends. They're top five in the country right now so far this season – in 20 personnel snaps with Doug Brumfield as the quarterback athletic dude can get out and run I think Michigan didn't do a great job last week at containing those quarterbacks from running despite getting some of that pressure and again some of that pressure forces them to run Uh, but Doug Brumfield will test them in that area Um, your guys thoughts on the go-go offense going up against the Michigan defense trying to get a lot of stops Yeah, it's a gimmick
2: and maintain your gaps and keep your linebackers clean and you're going to be just fine. We saw the linebackers clean. I I was watching the ECU film and those guys were uh, untouched most of the time against ECU. I would imagine that you're going to see uh, I, I think you're going to see more throwing from UNLV in this game just because they didn't show a whole lot of it last week. They didn't have to. They've got some talented receivers, as Steve Klingscale said. So maybe they test those guys, maybe hopefully Will Johnson's back for Michigan. Rod Moore will see Will Johnson probably could have played last week. Michigan's cornerback. So, but the key uh, to any offense is winning up front, and Michigan did that decidedly last week. I think you're going to see that again this week. I think UNLV will put uh, maybe a few points up on the board, but uh, the main thing is don't let them get the big plays. Don't let you know. Don't break down with all the gimmicks and let your eyes go somewhere where they shouldn't be. It's all about eye discipline in the secondary and not letting the guy behind you in a broken play for a touchdown. They do that. I think they'll be just fine.
3: Yeah. When you play these, these offenses and yeah, I mean, just everything I've read and seen, it is, it is definitely a bit of a gimmick, but you know what they're, they're trying to catch you off guard and pop you for a big play somewhere. And we know that Jesse Minner wants to play a lot of guys on defense. We know that Michigan likes to, likes to rotate, but this is going to be one of those games where it's going to test the conditioning of a lot of those Michigan defenders. And those guys are going to have to stay on the field. And, and, you know, if these drives are just kind of keep on going, then you're going to have to, you might be sucking wind by the end of a drive, but you got to wait, find a way to get off the field, maybe turn this team over a few times, but yeah, I mean, it is, you have to, you have to run offense like this when you're not much of a threat to do things well, consistently. And, you know, just, you know, everything I've seen, you know, we, we talked to Steve Klinkscale yesterday and he talks about how, you know, how great the quarterback looked. And then you go look at the box score and he was what 11 for 16 for like 80 yards. And, uh, you watch some of the film and he's just kind of launching the ball all over the place <laughs> without a ton of accuracy. So, uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see if, you know, UNLV can maybe pop on early and, and give Michigan a bit of a scare from that regard. But I mean, this this is a week where your discipline is tested, uh, where your conditioning is tested. And, uh, again, we talked about it last week, how even though when you're a big favorite in a game like this, there are things to prepare for that can kind of uh, – you never know what it's, when it's going to come back later in the year. So it should be a good learning experience for those guys. But, again, just another lopsided talent advantage for Michigan.
1: Yeah, Brumfield averaged 4.8 yards per attempt last week. Um, so maybe that, that was better than – the ECU quarterbacks, he's obviously athletic, but he was 0 of 5 on passes past 10 yards, uh, in air yards going past the line of scrimmage. So, uh, And I don't know if he's going to have time to get many of those off in this game. Chris, you mentioned the, the talented wide receivers. Does UNLV have anyone on their team on that roster that you feel like could have the game of his life against Michigan?
2: No, absolutely not.
1: Not Ricky White? Nobody. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even know he was on that team. Ricky White from Michigan State, uh, who I think 196 of his like 225 receiving yards at MSU came against Michigan with no fans in the stands. So this will be his first time with fans. But Ricky White is on that football team. He'll be making his return. I had no idea. Well, there you have it. Now, now I'm now terrif- ca-
2: now I'm
3: here. He had eight catches
1: in that game. Has he even had
3: eight catches since then? Probably not. That's my question.
1: I think last year, but not not at at you know the Big Ten level because he didn't play. Two years ago at MSU, then he transfers to UNLV. So, man, uh, Ricky White will make it his return. I saw his press conference this week. He was saying it's a great atmosphere. It's like, dude, you never, you never played, played, played <laughs>
0: there.
2: Well, but they still, and they still have a statue to him outside of Spartan Stadium right. for
1: that performance. So, Maybe he was talking about the the cardboard cutouts being you know, pretty loud in there. I don't know. There, there was yeah. pumped-in crowd noise. But yeah. uh, Ricky White is on that team, so he'll be making his return. I'm sure Michigan fans will uh, let him hear it a little bit. I bet they As won't know. What's that? They won't even know. I didn't know. <laughs> they <laughs> won't even
2: recognize his name, probably. Let's be honest. Well, that, who, was, that was a throwaway <laughs> season, and that game didn't really count. So there you have
3: it. Well, who they are let we? let Rocky Lombardi not, have it last year. Yeah. Who are we, if not informers
1: of the public? Though? Absolutely. Just making yeah. that known. A little yeah, now bit, they know. Good. Now they know. Um. All right, well, that is the quote-unquote gimmick UNLV offense against Michigan's stop-stop defense. Um, Let's talk game predictions, offensive player of the game, defensive player of the game, final score prediction. But before we do, if you're looking to get to that game and boo Ricky White, uh, then go to our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the official ticketing partner of the Wolverine Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. People trying to go to Lions games coming up, any NFL game in your area, MLB, NBA coming up, and, of course, college football including at the big house, go to Game Time. My family used it last week for the opener. They got $20 off using the promo code Wolverine on your first purchase. So again, go to GameTime.co or download the GameTime app. Use the promo code Wolverine for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account. Redeem code Wolverine for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, predictions for this game we'll start with who the offensive player of the game is and I just think that it's going to be Colston Loveland I think he's going to have a pretty big game from the tight end spot you could obviously go with JJ because he's going to be throwing him some of those passes but I'm going to go with Colston Loveland I I like him against some of these smaller UNLV DBs and I think he's going to be able to, to have his way I think Blake Corham is
2: going to run like crazy. And I think he's got something to prove after last week, even though it wasn't his fault. They were stacking boxes. And he said, when I asked him at, in the post game, guys, you were there. I said, were they attacking the gaps? He said, were they? He said he'd never seen anything like it. Uh, I think you're going to see UNLV try. But again, having a week to prepare for that. And I don't think, maybe maybe they did a little bit of it over the summer, but I don't think they're going to stop Blake Corham. I think you're going to see some big runs from him. I think he's going to have a huge game.
3: I'm going to go with Roman Wilson. I'm buying him to continue the hype that we saw in that first game. I think Michigan's going to have a chance to spread the ball around. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he picks up another touchdown or two this week.
1: So Roman Wilson, my pick. Okay. Uh, defensive player of the game. I'm going to go with Mikey Sainer still. Um, they got a pretty good slot receiver. He's only five foot seven, but I think Mikey should be able to to do well there. And Something that we kind of just heard about based on who we talked to this week, Steve scale giving his press conference, but Keon Sab talking as well. Just the the way Mikey Sanders still has taken these younger guys and the transfers under his wing. And it's nothing new that we haven't heard, but you hear it from Keon Sab uh, this week as well, where he's saying sometimes you listen to him talk to someone else one-on-one and you take that to heart. Uh, but he's a guy that's you know always texting guys you want to you want to watch film, who's around. Let's get some extra work in. Uh, So it's not just going to be his play, but with potentially another shorthanded secondary, I think he's just going to be that valuable again like he was last week. Uh, We'll see if Rod Moore, Will Johnson play uh, on the defensive side, but I'm going to go with Mikey Sanderson.
2: Yeah, it's a good pick. Um, I'm going to go with Junior Colson. I think he's going to clean up on Saturday. Uh, I think uh, you're going to see UNLV try to run the ball without much success. Again, with that defensive line, keeping those linebackers clean, I think you're going to see him have a big game. And, uh, and he'll be out there on some passing downs too. I think they'll test him, but I think it'll be up to the challenge.
3: I would like to see Chris Jenkins uh, be a little more disruptive. Uh, There's a lot of talk about that this off season. Uh, East Carolina obviously took note of him. I think, uh, you know, he was, he was uh, certainly an emphasis on their scouting report last week, but Chris Jenkins is a guy that I think, uh, I think he's due for a big game, and we'll see it this
2: weekend. Yeah, he was double teamed almost every snap last game. There's no question about that.
1: Yeah, and part of him, you know, his production last week was the linebackers, what they were able to do as well. But I I agree, love to see Chris Jenkins, the mutant. He almost was chasing that quarterback. He almost got that sack, but he needed somebody else to come flying in there last week. Uh, Let's talk about our final score predictions. Our staff predictions article will be up over at thewolverine.com by the time this podcast drops. So go check that out as always um but ab let's start with you yeah
3: i will i have michigan winning 45 to 6 i think they cover that spread and for all the things that we just discussed i mean about the the run game stacked boxes lack of sacks blah 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 blah. all of that gets ironed out this week to a certain extent uh but i also think it'll be a continuation of the good things that we saw last week as well so I think that East Carolina is a much better football team than UNLV will be this season, and I think that that will show itself in a big way on Saturday.
2: I'm going to go with 45 to 10, and they're going to score every time they have the ball. Uh, I think that's five touchdowns and 45 for six. No, 35 41 to 10. Let's go 41 to 10, and I think that uh, UNLV will get a cheap late touchdown with that gimmick offense against Michigan's third and fourth string.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. I got UNLV scoring 10 probably on the Michigan backups that could have done a little bit better on both sides of the ball last week. But I got Michigan scoring 52, UNLV 10. So I guess covering um, the 37-point spread, I believe it is. But I I just don't think – I didn't think coming into the year UNLV was going to be any good. And after last week's performance against Bryant, even though they won by 30, I I just feel even worse about this team. But never know how the game's going to go. But I got 52 to 10. Uh, let's pick four games from around the country and then get out of here uh, no man knows the future but we will try to predict the future um, first of all I do want to ask you guys do, do you believe now no no you don't no I don't. Colorado huge pick uh, by me last week so credit credit to me for that one didn't get them all right though so it's still no man knows the future let's start with Notre Dame at NC State NC state seven and a half point dogs at home over under 51 i'm gonna go with notre dame i think notre dame is is better than i thought they were coming into the season and i think they're gonna cover this on the road
2: i think it's hard to know how good they are still so uh this will be a decent test for them but i'm with you i think they win by 10 plus
3: yeah i make it three for three i think that sam hartman is really good have some questions about notre dame otherwise but Uh, they've got a good quarterback and I think that's enough when you go into these types of situations. So give me an order day.
1: Yeah. Uh, Nebraska at Colorado, Colorado three point favorite over under 59 and a half. Totally no clue on this one. I think it's going to be tough for Dion to get his team ready again after all the talking they did after last week's game. Uh, I'm going to go Nebraska to, to cover this spread. Uh, Yeah, I
2: I am too. I'm going to go with Nebraska. I thought their defense was aggressive. I think this will be a much bigger challenge for Colorado moving the ball than it was last week uh, against the TCU team that lost a ton. So, um, I like that and and, then basically uh, picking that for our producer, producer, Megan. So, that one's for you.
3: Well, I I mean, I I feel bad about going against quote-unquote Coach Prime two weeks in a row. I think that the spread, I mean, makes sense. It's essentially, a pick'em game. I'll go with Colorado, but I still don't know that they're some some great Cinderella story just yet. TCU is, I think, what I saw. They might have trouble making a bowl game.
1: Yeah, they lost a lot from last year. I do. I'm excited to watch that before. That's at noon. So big noon kickoff again for them, but before Michigan's game at 3:30. Uh, sh- we got to pick this one because of Biff Pogi, Charlotte at Maryland. Maryland a 24-and-a-half-point favorite at home over under 51-and-a-half. But I think smoke him if you got him. He's a cigar guy. I'm going to be smoking a cigar after they cover the 24-and-a-half-point spread at Maryland this weekend.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Go Biff, a yoke, eight sacks in this game. Not really.
3: <laughs> I'll go Biff as well. Uh, again, we'll see how competitive it winds up being. But I, just, I, I can't buy Maryland in any stretch of the imagination. Just always – Always a bridesmaid, never a bride.
1: How much of that has to do with Josh Gaddis being their coordinator? Even more so. <laughs> yeah. No, no comment. <laughs> uh, last one, Texas at Alabama. Really the game of the week in college football. Alabama, seven-point favorite I saw this morning on Caesars. Chris, you said earlier seven and a half. That's probably the case somewhere else. Uh, over under 54, no clue either. I mean, we'll see how good Alabama's quarterback is. He's from Texas, Jalen Milrow um nick saban didn't seem too excited about his performance even though he did okay last week in the opener but i just got to go alabama here when it's saban versus sark and i know it was close last year in texas probably should have won but uh i don't know saban versus sark in tuscaloosa i got to go with with saban i think that
2: alabama wins comfortably in a uh they're going to be impose their will on them physically and win by two scores plus
3: yeah I know Texas gave them a lot of problems last year, but I, I don't buy the Texas's back stuff until you go out and win a game like this. And I honestly win a few games like this throughout the year, but Alabama's still Alabama. Uh, maybe not quite what they have been, but at home against Texas. Yes, absolutely. Alabama here.
1: There you have it. That's going to be our show for this week. Make sure to keep it locked over at the Tons of coverage, pregame, in game, post game. You can become a premium subscriber with us, $1 for your first month or $74.99 for your first year. Like this video on YouTube, subscribe to our channel as we push towards 23,000 subscribers. And we will see you next time.
3: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?